Hi everyone, it's Jen Fairbairns and welcome to another beautiful episode of the OYMB podcast. Today, I've got a very special guest here with me who has gone through the complete control um, program with us and is currently also enjoying her time in our continuation program of that, which is Limitless. And I think this woman is super inspiring and she's um, she cracks me up, which which I love. So hopefully this will be a fun episode. But it's an absolute pleasure for me to introduce this wonderful lady. She has embraced everything about sobriety for now. She is tailgating, she is socializing, and she is loving life. I would love to give a warm welcome to MT. Welcome, Jenny. Thanks, how are you? Very good, thanks. Great. Thank you so much for taking your time to come and chat to us today. I would love to hear a little bit of an update. Obviously, we see each other within the program a bit, but I want to hear a little bit more about where you're at now. But to start things off, why don't you give our audience a little bit of background about yourself as you know, as far as you want to share about where you're at and in, in, in the world and what, what you do and kind of little bit of a backstory as to what brought you into signing up for this program um first of all sure so i live outside of philadelphia in pennsylvania and have lived in pennsylvania my whole life my professional job is a human resources director in a financial institution been at the same company for 20 years been doing hr for longer than that which means there's a lot of emotional interaction, there's a lot of people things, there's a lot of stress, and there's never a dull day, that's for sure. My um, my backgrounds, I come from a Catholic family, MT stands for Mary Teresa, that's why we go by MT, and grew up with a family that was, uh, we were very hardworking, blue collar type of a family, uh, strict, you know, curfews, et cetera. Um, but I, I learned to love that. And this is part of what makes me me. Control, strict rules. I was the oldest child, the oldest grandchild. So everybody looked at me to be the kid that always made sure that everything was okay. And that, you know, everything, everything went a certain way. You never, I never got in trouble. Um, I remember when I was 15 years old, I was suspended from school, from swimming in the school pool on a Saturday night. Innocent, and by today's standards, completely innocent, but you would have thought that I disgraced my whole family with something like this. So there was a there was a high bar, but I didn't really realize it too much um, until I got further on into adulthood, um, successful in friendship, successful at work, uh, successful in, at least I had gotten married to the right guy. Everything was great. Um, I always was the kind of person though, that I was a guy's girl. So if we were watching a, a sporting event or something like that, I'm going to be the one drinking. I'm going to be the one going shot for shot with people. There was never a, um, a question that I was the person who who could do that. And that's all well and good until you start hitting, you know, your late forties and fifties and things like that, you know, start to pile up. 
Um, my marriage ended in my late 40s, and a lot of that had to do with the fact of my alcohol consumption and just things that I did when I was drinking a lot. But I would never call myself an alcoholic. There was alcoholism in my family, but that wasn't me. Uh, none of that stuff. I just, I knew how to control myself. I was, you know, I, I, somebody else had those, those types of problems. Um, COVID came and we all know what happened when COVID came. There wasn't a clock. There wasn't a, you know, a time schedule on anything. So happy hour was every hour, you know? And after COVID, I continued to drink the same way that I always did. And you know, what I'm talking about is uh, a bottle of wine a night, you know, open a, open a bottle of wine, have a glass to relax. Uh, and then suddenly it's a bottle later and you got to get up for work the next day and you get up for work. You feel like shit. You look like shit. Um, nothing good about it. But by six o'clock the next day, you felt pretty good and you were ready to start all over again, you know? Um, that was a pattern for a long time. I, uh, during COVID, I saw, uh, one year, no beer on Facebook, followed it, uh, followed the stories. They were awesome stories. And I thought, eh, I, I could do that, but I'm not going to give up drinking for a year. I'm like, oh my gosh, a year. Like I wouldn't even, there was, there was a guy, a, a, a nice guy that I had met that I wouldn't continue dating because he didn't drink. God forbid. Like I, I was with somebody who didn't, who didn't drink. I mean, it just progressively, you got to know that, that it progressively was a lot. And, uh, in April I was, I had been drinking and I always drink by myself at my house, didn't drive, things like that. Um, I tripped in my own house and fell on my shoulder and the next day when I woke up, the shoulder didn't feel any better and my hangover was still there. And I was like, time out here. You are not going to be a fall down drunk who's slowly killing yourself with alcohol anymore. Something's got to give here. And interestingly enough, you know, I'm going through one year, no, no beer and complete control came up and I'm like, all right, this is it. This is time let's start doing this. Um, and I did. And, you know, fast forward today is six months alcohol free. And I would have never been able to do that if it wasn't for this program. No way. You would have never said that this was possible for me. Wow. It's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. I mean, that's, a, that's an incredible story. Oh God, so many things. I want to touch base on what you said there, but, but that's the whole thing. Um, the idea when you came in and, and first found OMB was just like, I just can't do like, oh, you're no way. Because at that point, it, it just felt like it's unattainable. It's not possible. I can't do it. And it's just too big. So I'd love to hear a little bit of what, how have you gone from, that's not that long ago, by the way, right? You had six April. months alcohol-free now, time flies. So what essentially made you, kind of make a decision to invest in the complete control program because it is a little bit of, a, of an investment in yourself, a considerable investment in yourself. But obviously, when you come to this point, you're like, I am ready. I you know, I want to do this for myself. So talk a little bit through 
how what happened there what made you really you know that moment of like i am not doing this i'm not going to become that become that blind injury and injuring myself and then signing up and what changed within that program to a point where now you're just like you're not really counting days right you're just really enjoying it well you know what happened with it was, in, and I said this in the first session that I had with you, the first session I said in, in group complete control, I was sick and tired of slowly killing myself. I was poisoning myself with, with alcohol and I was tired of it. And I went into complete control saying, you know what, these, they're, this is a program. These, this, has, this has structure, this has rules, this has all the rules for me, this has all the things that I like follow this, 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 and this. But there was still a lot of commitment that you needed to make make with it. And, you know, I said, I'm going to do this. And, you know, the first four weeks, it, we, we went through all the exercises and started to get to know people and things like that. I drank up until week four, because even though in my head I was doing things and, and things were clicking there, it wasn't, it wasn't time yet. But at that week four, I stopped and one day became two days and two days became three days. And, you know, I learned, I learned so much about me. Um, I did not know what self-care was. Uh, I think in my first coaching session with you and in my first coaching session with Emma, I said the same thing. I was like this stretched rubber band that was going to snap at any minute. Um, I couldn't, if I had stress at work, I couldn't even get myself to get up, take a walk, and take three or five seconds to just get it, just get myself back together. That's how that's how strung I was, and that's how much anxiety there was, you know, in in everything. And the drinking, the drinking was that. It was definitely that. Um, but I started to learn how to breathe, and I listened to the Calm app. And we did hypnotherapy and all those things that I called crunchy. This is what I, I said to Emma all the time. I called these crunchy things like granola type of people. I, I started to embrace it, give it a shot and they work. I mean, they worked for me. It wasn't, it wasn't bullshit. It, it was something that brought me peace. All of a sudden, you know, when something would go on, I could, I came to a point where I could stop myself, take a couple of deep breaths, and things got better. And it just started to feel so much better. You'd get up in the morning and you had your stuff together. I didn't have the I don't have those broken blood vessels in my face anymore. My eyes aren't bloodshot. I don't feel like crap. I can sleep. It was like, oh my gosh, what had I been doing all those years? You know, because now I look at myself and I'm like, I am just not the same person as I was, as I was. Mm. Definitely not. Yeah, I remember that so well, I think, in, a, in, in from our second to third conversation that we had, or even if it was on a group calls, and it looked almost like you'd put eye drops in to make them super clear. I remember saying it to you, Mike, Mike, MT, your eyes, are, you're, you're glowing. And there's often this, this, um, this thing we say about people, you're shining, you look glorious, you're just radiant, right? Um, and and that's really what starts happening. And and I remember that so well happening to you and, and the, the energy that you brought was completely different. So 
mean, this feeling on um, that for of feeling like oh, I couldn't do it a year. So what ties into that? The fear of missing out because this is what society does, and you know, how am I going to go participate in sports events and all that? So, so mm-hmm. talk me through what were those feelings before, and and like what have you missed out on? Sure, absolutely. The fear of missing out, the fear of being boring, the fear of not being somebody that anybody wants to be around. You know, I thought that all of a sudden people would go, oh, she's not fun anymore. Or she, you know, I thought, how could I ever go to a sporting event or an American football? We tailgate, you know, we have picnic party before a football game. How could I go to a concert, see live bands, which I love to do? How could I go to a bar? How could I ever go and drink nothing, you know, or drink something alcohol free. I mean, you know, it was just like the, just that fear. And, you know, so much of our culture revolves around drinking. Every commercial makes it look so great. Everything shows it as, as glorious and beautiful. And all the people are dressed up and everybody's model looking and stuff like that. And you know what? Yes, they all look like that, but they don't look like that the next morning. <laughs> and that's what we we think we're going to be is is fun. And you know what? I got past once I got past that fear, I realized it wasn't about that. It wasn't about the liquor, it was about me. And you know, I have gone to day-long music festivals. I have gone to sporting events. I have gone to tailgates. I have gone to bars. I have gone to parties. I have done all this. And with the tools that I have learned, even when it's in the back of my mind going, oh, you know what? Why don't you have a drink? It's like, all right, let's let's just wait 15 minutes or so. And if you still want it, we'll talk about that. And it goes away. Or you you have something alcohol-free. And you know what? People still want to hang around with me. They don't think that I'm boring. They don't think that I'm some kind of a... I don't know, loser or anything like that. It was, you know, what was I doing all this time? Because it was, it, you know, you thought that alcohol made you this persona that that was so larger than life. And I think still do everything that I was doing and I have a really good time doing it. Yeah, I remember, I think halfway through your complete control journey, you had Memorial Day, right? And you were going mm-hmm. to the boardwalk and I remember it was like your first week of going alcohol free or something, and you, and and do you remember what I said to you about going and enjoying the Sabbath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and smell, yeah. use all five senses and experience everything. You said smell it, taste it, feel it, and I did. I got up. I amazingly, I got up early the first morning. I walked out to the to the shore, looked at the sun, the sunrise. You know smelled that air and just stood there and I was like, holy shit, this is what it's about. It's about enjoying everything that's around me. And in, in my head, I could hear, I could hear you. I could, because I, I put it in Slack that day. I was just like, oh my gosh, I heard Jen say, enjoy every minute of it. And you know what? I did. And it was, it was, it was just so, it was so rewarding. And it was so, it was, to me, it was like, this never, I would have never dreamed that I could have done this. Mm-hmm. And that was at the end of May. That was, you know, after being alcohol free for maybe four weeks at that mm-hmm. point. Incredible. 
And but the, that's the thing. I think people underestimate the feeling of purity, of feeling just being alive, experiencing being alive, looking up, seeing the sky, you know, staring at the water, feeling the sand, without necessarily feeling like we need to hold the drink in our hand. But that is like, hey, quick, we're on the beach, grab a drink, or quick, we're at a bar, grab a drink, or any social event because it's that conditioning. This is what the world has become accustomed to doing, right? So. I mean, that's for anyone to go and just give it a go. It's like, if you listen to the podcast and go like, hey, tomorrow I'm just going to walk out of my house. It might be cold now to go put your feet in in the sun somewhere, but just go and experience the world, the nature, just being alive, just breathing in fresh, crisp air even, you know, Mm -hmm. because you can really sense that. But if we're hungover or if if we are tipsy, we're not going to get that full extent. I guess that's... That's one of the big things about coming through this. It's not about being alcohol-free forever. It's for now. I always say this for everyone. Just give it a shot and see what you feel. But watch how you get to regain your senses and how, how good that feels. Well, and I said, too, that, you know, you don't realize what your sleep is like when you're drinking. I mean, your sleep is just horrible. And now, you know, I remember, I remember after a few weeks coming back and, you know, all of a sudden I was starting to sleep better. And then one night I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm dreaming again. You, you don't remember dreaming when you pass out in a, you know, in an alcohol sensed whatever that sleep was. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, like I wake up in the morning. I'm like, I had a dream and and I slept well, which you which I missed for for so, so long, so long. Yeah, but something to be said is that when we change our relationship with alcohol, it doesn't mean that our life becomes all rosy and rainbows and unicorns, like life's still going to suck some days. And so, and what that means is we're human beings and we just need to kind of keep going. But what also happens when we change our relationship with alcohol, when we don't have that crutch, which it is for many to deal with ups and downs, emotions that are, you know, difficult things we want to escape from. It's a lot of escapism, which is a lot of people coming into this program, right? So you know, you're kind of exposed to all of these feelings that maybe we've been trying to avoid or run away from. And so, again, they're not going to go away, but but we learn to deal with them. So do you want to tell, talk a little bit about what it was like in the program, you know, what it was like for yourself to dive deep into maybe the darker places where you've been avoiding before? And what was that like? And, and how have you in the process learned to become better at dealing with these because our past and our emotions are the way we see ourselves and feel about ourselves doesn't go away if we're working progress right so you want to share a little bit about what your journey was like in that yeah um you know we started talking about drama and one of you know that was a few early weeks in and i'm like i didn't have any trauma you know, trauma is, you know, having a horrible disease. Trauma is having something terrible happen to you. Trauma is that. And, you know, in, in digging deeper, you know, a little bit, everybody has some kind of trauma. It just might be a little T. You know, I, I love saying little T. Um, and mine was that, that you know, being afraid of being perfect, uh, of letting someone down, of not doing what they expected of me. And that is nothing compared to trauma, trauma. But it is what made me that rubber band that was strung so tight that um, I could never 
do anything wrong, nor could I admit to anybody that I couldn't handle anything except what I did myself. You know, I always had to do it myself. I always have to be in charge. I always have to be the boss. I always have to, you know, do this. Um, and, you know, through CC, you know, we we talked about those various things. You know, I knew that I was an ESTJ. I knew I was a high T. But we dug things like, I'm still an ultimate fixer. Like, I became somebody who has to fix every... Well, I was somebody who am somebody who has to fix everything and my ego you know we we spoke a lot about you know having that ego and saying you know you give my mine's name is, is sheila hey sheila stop this garbage you're getting in the way right now you're here that's great but i'm also going to be here too and you know if it wasn't for that program if i read it in a book or or saw it in an article or heard it on a podcast, it wouldn't have made sense. But it just logically fell into place when we did these various exercises and the various weeks, you know, and things things pulling through that way. Um, and, you know, you know, learning techniques of, as I said, like stopping, hesitating, breathing, getting in control, getting control over something. You know, and nobody's, I am not perfect. It is still a work in progress, but it, you know, for somebody who used to have to plan every single deal, I still plan a lot. But a couple of weeks ago, went on a, went on a, a trip for a weekend and I didn't plan anything. We decided to go 24 hours before we went and didn't plan this and, and didn't have everything, you know, spaced out. And you know what? It was fun. And I lived. Like, that's what I keep saying. Like, the world doesn't end because every detail isn't planned out. And if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have been able to face the fact of that. It was like, when I first started, it's like, okay, I'm an ESTJ. I'm a very, very high dominant personality. That's just the way I am. No, it's not just the way you are. You know, there's there's things that you can do to work with that. So it doesn't have to be like a big, you know, thumbing your nose to the world and saying, if you don't like it, tough, you know, because it's, it, it, it's just, it's just not that. No. And so the, the ESTJ, what you're referring to here, just for those who are listening, is the 16 personality test that we take people through. And this is something that you could try at home. Um, and, uh, you know, there are several of these platforms, there's nothing particular we dislike that because it's a great way of, of, of kind of trying ourselves and and i know i've done it throughout the years and i've had several different responses because we change right and like you say you know you discovered that when you got your results you're like well this is totally me but it's not necessarily who we want to stay as it's, it's we we're all work in progress right and you know how have you, how do you feel coming through this and doing this work and being aware of yourself and coming into your normal life of, of work and, and in HR, you know, that it's, it's, it's a pretty tough business where you're in. And how have you seen, you know, what changes have you seen in yourself when it comes to how you deal with work and, and how you show up and how you, how you experience work inside and how you feel about it? Yeah. Every, for the longest time, every day was stress and every day was high stress and everything would you know, 
would send me over the edge or almost send me over the edge. Or I'd come home and I wouldn't be able to let go of what happened, you know, during the day. And that had gotten more and more, you know, through COVID and then afterwards. And I'm, I tie that into the fact that it was drinking, you know, more and more and not knowing, not having techniques in order to be able to let it, to, to relax or be able to work with that. And, you know, now there is the ability to be able to, to get up and take a deep breath and walk or, you know, having, you know, having that moment of, oh, stop, you know, just stop for a second, um, which, you know, never, never occurred before, um, you know, and when you wake up in the morning and you're not groggy and you're not cloudy and you don't have a headache and you're not, you know, you're not hungover from the night before, it allows you to look at things in a lot different way. You know, instead of every day being a struggle, you know, you get up and you're like, wow, I mean, like, this is going to be a good day. Or I have something tough to do today and I got this. You know, before it was like, I got it, I got it until I get home and I can just relax and have a glass of wine or a couple of vodka and, and clubs or whatever it was. It's just that I, I can't, it, it's hard for me to put into words the ability not to have this strong grasp everything's tension every day it's gone you know yeah there's still bad days there's still things going on but it's not it's not constantly there where I couldn't before CC I couldn't remember a day that wasn't like that burn no and I think we felt that with People, um, what we feel that often with people still coming into the program, they feel like they're just keeping it together in many ways. And then they just, they just exist. They just do. And then they come home and then that's their reward or it's the way they get to check out and stuff. Right. And so, you know, it's just become how we operate. It's normal. It's the normal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, w- when we look at, you know, the, the discoveries that you found about yourself, this need to be right, it couldn't be wrong, and how kind of, we, we can become quite isolated in that way, can't we? You know, how did you feel that for yourself? And then also being in the role in the HR as well, which I'm sure oh, can, yeah. Absolutely, you know, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't admit to people that I was using this as the way I coped, you know, because first of all, I would be, I thought I'd be judged. Um, I wouldn't be perfect. I wouldn't, you know, I would have, uh, people would have a different opinion of me, things like that. I mean, you know, so you keep it to yourself because you think you're the only person and, and you're not, you know, and when you start talking, when we start talking in our group calls with, with complete control and such, you realize like everybody's the same way and nobody's judging and nobody's talking behind their, your back at anybody. And, you know, everybody's just shaking their heads because it's like, shoot, I'm like this too. You know, I, f- I thought I was the only person who felt this way and I'm not. And you know what? It didn't matter if somebody was in Ireland or somebody was in California or somebody was in London or somebody was in Philadelphia. We were all in the same boat, but it was so good. I mean, I, you know, I have very good friends and I have good family and you have a, you can have a support system, but it's not like the support system that you have when you're in this program. It's just not. People get it. They get you. They get what it feels like to be like that. And all of a sudden, like, 
you're getting emotional at something you would have never gotten emotional before because you realize you're not alone. Let's pause just for a brief moment. I just want to share with you some of the heartfelt feedback from our incredible Complete Control community members. Listen to this. I, I don't know how I signed up. I think I just got an ad on Instagram and just got a whim, just hit the button and did a call and then signed up and didn't really consciously think much about it. And then after that, I was like, what did I just sign up for? Wait a second here. Like far exceeded my expectations. I'm usually extremely skeptical. So I don't know how I even signed up in the first place, but whatever it was. Um, so it's just amazing how like the transformation that I've seen and even the drinking part is just kind of the super, it, it was the Achilles heel, but it's kind of just the superficial problem. And it's like, once I kind of clear that up, there's so much more possibility and, and, you know, the exploration discussions with Gary, with Candace have just been so powerful and kind of, they both kind of focus on a different area. And then with Glenn kind of looking at my data and with my co cohorts or classmates or, you know, it's just been just, everything has just been so powerful and kind of supportive of, you know, completing the whole picture of how I do this. Um, so just really grateful and, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and also just feel more grateful and not only just for all of you, but just, just in life in general, it's just a little bit more clarity and peace and calm and, and, and so forth. So I am incredibly grateful for this entire program, everybody on this call and everything that we were able to experience. Um, I think that it delivered more than I expected. Honestly, I, I, like I've said before, I've done a couple of like challenges and different things. And I think that this beyond, um, examining my relationship with alcohol and making, I think pretty good strides in, in, um, staying alcohol free. Um, I think it taught me a ton about myself and how to like examine my habits and my thoughts and those kind of, um, patterns and ways to, ways to approach the things that worried me the most in this in this experience um, have just been invaluable. I think I'm leaving feeling um, in stronger in general, more self-aware in general, and um, just really more anchored in who I want to be and what my values are and how I can you know take better steps to achieve those. So it's been fantastic for me. And then again. The, our team, I, I really um, appreciate all the feedback and support from every single person on this call, but my cohort as well. It's been great. So I love everybody that I've met here. I have loved the program. I am not uh, an emotional person like this, but this has changed my life. It, it, it has given me a life. Um, and there's other things I need to do too, um, but I don't have to do a call anymore. So thank you. It's been an amazing journey and a very, I appreciate the professionalism. Whenever I feel the stress, I, there's there's something that I can go back to, to everybody and the sharing from everybody and the professionalism of the program. So I loved it and I've grown a lot. So, ups and kisses. One word is transformational. That's a word that's been bandied about for decades, but in this, it is absolutely accurate, if I was to use one word. This was a great investment. It's not 
it's not self-help, it's self-realization. It's um, super powerful, but it, it exceeded my expectations. Or maybe it was Sharon who said that, um, uh, or maybe I'm exceeding my expectations, and I like that. I mean, the program has been hugely, I'm hugely great for some program. I think the journey of for myself has been amazing. I mean, I remember telling, I don't know if it was Candace or Gary, the first three or four weeks of the program, I was like, I can't stop thinking about not drinking. It's just, it's in my head. I'm ha Every day I'm thinking about not drinking. And it's it's like now I'm not even thinking about it. You know, it's just like my life has sort of stepped on. I'm excited about the future. Um, things are looking good. Things are looking good. I just love sharing the things people are saying about our complete control program. Okay, let's get back into the episode. How did you feel about it before? So when you signed up to this and you knew there was going to be this group element, be having that personality type, that's not how you felt. Tell, tell me a little yeah. tell everyone about a little bit about that. <laughs> Vulnerability that I didn't even know what that I mean, it's a word. It was a word. Um, I love to talk, obviously. I love, but I would never, sh I couldn't share and I wouldn't share anything that was inside. Um, wasn't going to share something where I would be, you know, uh, leaving myself open to have people see the, the real me, um, you know, any of that, like there was nothing. Oh my gosh. Like I, I, that was all crunchy and that was all fine. I'm like, okay, you know, we have to do these calls. I'll do these calls, you know? And, and it was, you know, it, the first few times you're just sitting there and you're like, mm -hmm. people do have the same stuff that's going on. And, 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 you know, you're doing that and all of a sudden it's just like, wow, like when I talk, people are listening and people are getting it and things like that. And, and there's just, you know, then it starts to, to make sense. Because otherwise, you know, I spent years and years and years just, I, like I said, I drink at my house on my deck in the summer, sit out there by myself, like, mm -hmm. and I kept it to myself. I, I wonder how many people can relate with that. How many people can relate with this is what we do when we, you know, we've got stuff going on for ourselves, stuff that feels tricky, difficult, and we deal with it maybe with alcohol, which will fuel that shame that we feel and shame as we know is fear of disconnection right but what alcohol does it actually fuels that disconnection piece you know and how many can recognize themselves in sitting at home either rewarding themselves or feeling like they need to check out just or have had a stressful day and and you know this is this is how they've learned to do it and there's no judgment it's just their habit and so it does take a lot of effort. It does take a lot of courage to break a long, kind of deeply rooted habit. And just like your story where you're like, I just didn't see, can see myself even thinking about going a year. Whether you do a year or not doesn't matter because right now you're at six months and you're like, this is so much better. Tell us why is it so much better? What is life like for you right now in the, this zone where alcohol doesn't, play a main part in your life and your experience life to its fullest. Even then we had crap, like we said, crappy days, but in general, what is life right like right now, six months in to just being alcohol free, going through this program and in limitless? 
it it just feels good. It just you feel you feel relaxed in the morning when you wake up. You can and there are you still have bad days. Everybody still has bad days, but you you know the the being able to feel like you've got it and able to cope with things, not 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 feeling like it's going to snap every minute. I did my uh, for for the last few years my. Uh, my levels when I would get blood work done, my liver levels were way out of control, and that made sense. And so, uh, about a month ago, I went and I got the I, I I got my blood work done, and I looked at it. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen normal in in so many years. And it was my body's way of saying, thank you, thank you for not doing this and not poisoning us anymore. Um, but just the just the feeling of feeling good about it, and. The other feeling, too, at least for me, was sharing stuff with people. You know, I tell people that I've done this program. I tell people that I just was doing it for my health and my well-being. I tell people I don't drink. You know, I don't drink. Whereas, gosh, I would have never said that, you know, for for the longest time. That would have been some kind of stigma I never wanted to put on myself. Um, but it just feels it feels good to feel good and it feels good not to be poisoning myself and it's you know and to just look at myself and go you know what you did something and you should be proud of yourself and that's another thing that I've been working on and you know and through through coaching too is that be happy with the things that you've accomplished and 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 I am you know I you, you learn to to say you did something good here and you should be, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so wonderful to hear and to hear that the change going from a fairly dark place to this place of just light and joy. And I guess for anyone listening, hearing that, like, yeah, but, you know, it's not that bad. You know, I need to have something. I'm, I, you know, this is the only thing that I have. We find ways of justifying. I used to do the same. You just shared how you used yep. to justify it. And, Everyone does that. So there'll be a lot of people like, yeah, but if you've ever been sober curious, and again, it's not forever. I always say this to my clients, like, it's not forever, it's for now. It's for now, right? And, um, you know, why not give yourself the chance to go and experience that? Because in the grand scheme of things, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, in the grand scheme of things, in life, what, what, what's it going to matter? Go and Go and see how good you can feel, right? Give yourself that opportunity, that chance to go and feel it. And you're all... giving up alcohol. It's not like you're giving up air. You know, when you look <laughs> back on it, it was like, this was such a thing that I thought I could not live without. It isn't protein. It's poison. I mean, you know, it was, you know, I, I look back on it and I was like, oh, my gosh, like this thing ruled my life. Like all my social interactions, all my dinners, all my whatever. It's. To be that reliant on a substance is—it's pretty scary on on how it happens, but it also shows you how hard it is to change those connections or synapses, whatever, to to make the habits go a different way. Yeah, I just wrote down what you said there. You're giving up alcohol. You're not giving up air. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the title. You know, you think that, you think that you are like, you walk in going, oh my gosh, I can't possibly do this. 
oh, that's for other people. It's not me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sober October. All right. October 31st. Boom. Let's let's go back to the way that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Why? That's the thing. When we look at it, it's because it, it's normal. It's like these days, what's normal is what everyone else is doing. This is the fear of when we do something that's not normal, then we feel shame or we feel disconnect. And that is, you know, we are hardwired for connection. Neurobiological science has proven this that we are hardwired for connection. So when we feel that fear of disconnection, that worry that we're going to stick out like a sore thumb, oh, you know, and we've all had that. I think many people who come through this program, they feel like one of their main concerns is they think that one of their main concerns is breaking the news to what others are going to say if they're going to be pushed out of their groups or if they're, you know, like you say, not considered not funny and stuff. I always challenge that because what, what it turns out to be is that it's not actually that fear about what other people's going to say. Some of it, sure. But the main reason is if I say it to others, then I'm also accountable. So they're kind of tricking themselves a little bit. They, they worry if I say it, then I really have to do it, right? So that is taking that extra step. But they're also right in that there is that fear of this connection and how people are going to judge. And Many people do. Many people will have a problem with it. Well, many, I say, for many people, but for one individual, there might be one or two people throughout the, the, this journey through this program that they have problems with. And that one or two, that person or those two people will be someone that maybe themselves are questioning their relationship with alcohol, right? Maybe that, you know, they're putting all their happiness on this one night that you're hanging out and you're not drinking. It kind of ruins their fun. Don't be a part of Cooper and all that. And there's nothing we can do about that. Did you ever experience anything like that throughout your experience? And did you have concerns about it in the beginning? I had huge concerns about it. Um, uh, drinking was always part of everything. You know, everything that I did, watching games or anything like that. My best friend and I um, would, you know, when I would visit her, we would definitely, you know, what we did was hang out at night and 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 just drink and tell stories and listen to music and all this other stuff. And I remember being scared shitless for whatever reason, because I was going, you know, I was talking with her and I needed to tell, I needed to tell her that I wasn't drinking anymore. Um, and she was just like, okay, you know, why? We talked a little bit about it and it was not, an event like I thought it was going to be earth crushing and it wasn't an event and then I went to the first time I went to go visit her and she drank and that's fine I have no problems we had talked through a lot of what I had gone through I drank my non-alcoholic you know drinks that I had and we still had a good time and we still laughed and we still listened to music and she didn't care like, it wasn't about that. And we're, you know, we're talking about us. Uh, we usually see each other around the holidays and around New Year's. And she's like, okay, so we'll have alcohol-free champagne this year for you and blah, blah. And it's, it just, I was so, and I told her, I was so worried. And she's like, why? And I said, I thought you were going to judge me. She goes, why would I judge you? She said, this is a decision that you made for you and you're a better person for it and I'm proud of you. Boom. Like, wow. You know, to have somebody say that instead of this thing that was going on in your head and 
shaking up and the world's going to end and people are going to laugh at you and and whatever it it was nothing you know and even even now like I'll go to a, a work event you know and I'll have I'll have club soda with lime and it looks like a drink and somebody will be like well, what are you drinking club soda with lime okay whatever like let's talk about the weather like you know there's yeah there's there's been a couple of times where I've had a smart ass bartender who's been like, oh, what do you mean you're not drinking and blah blah blah, and the person with me has just been like, she doesn't drink, the end, you know. But for the most part, you build it up so much in your head, and it it really wasn't that bad because the people that care about you and want to be with you want to be with you because you're you, not because you're drunk you. Bingo. Couldn't have answered that before <laughs> CC. Would have never said that before CC. No. Uh, it's incredible, isn't it? When you yeah. when you see that, how different our mindset can be just within this matter of weeks, right? Months, but weeks and days sometimes. Oh. Beautiful. So, you know, so you went through CC and then you're like, this is good. And you, you decided to join the, the continuation program Limitless, which you're still part of. And I love those rowdy group group calls. They're always uh, hoot, hoot. <laughs> a lot of fun. My stomach always hurting. But, you know, it's so beautiful to see all these people that in, in, in the continuous pro, continuation program, you have the your cohort, you have other cohorts, previous CCs, and CCs are continuously dropping in there with new people coming in. And it's so beautiful to watch that community grow and support each other. And it, like people from all walks of earth, all over the planet, right? But when it comes down to those conversations, there the support and the love that everyone has for each other for, and the space that they hold for each individual is, is really, honestly, it, it makes my day every time. And I think that piece of we are, what we make so important in, within this program is that connection piece, the community. And connection is such an important thing for us because when we're having a tough time, it's so nice to know that we're not alone in it, you know? And and yep. when, when things are great, we want to share it with some also. And so what would you say, how do you feel about connectivity now? And how do you see yourself navigate through either a group like this within our complete control or limitless control program? And in life in general, how do you feel right now? Like, your where is your confidence at, and and how much has that changed since, let's say, eight eight months, nine months back? Connection is so so important, and I mean, I realized the value in you know being around people, you know, whether it's you know a Zoom call or Slack or or however of being connected to people who are in the same boat as you um, and being able to share those things. And when you have good things, being able to talk about them and celebrate them. And when you're having things that you don't get, putting it out there and in, there's always someone who will say, yep, I did this or let's talk, you know, this is what you need to do or, hey, you're going to be okay. It's it's going to work out. Um, and you know, it gives you a good feeling to know that there's always somebody who gets it and always somebody who understands because everybody has a bad day here. Everybody has a good day here, like being able to share that stuff. Um, 
confidence. I was never an, a non-confident person. Like I'm not a wallflower by any means. But what I feel now is stronger mentally and I know I'm stronger emotionally. I'm not picking fights with, you know, my significant other because I'm drinking and something's bugging me. I'm not, you know, I'm not going through social media and getting all upset because because I'm drinking and somebody got, you know, got me going on something. Um, it's just a it's just a more settled, stronger feeling in you, and definitely it comes a lot from being able to have those connections with people. Even my, um, uh, my accountability partners that I have, I mean, I have two great accountability partners and, you know, one would be a natural fit. You know, she would definitely be a natural fit with me when I, when I met her and the other one, you wouldn't expect he, you know, he's a lot quieter type of a guy and he's, you know, he, he shares a little bit, but not like it, it. It's just it didn't it didn't exactly make sense. But the two of them together, it was just like a, a great combination for me. And you know, even yesterday we had a we had a a group call, and he texted me yesterday. He hadn't been on calls in a couple of weeks. He's like, "Oh, I wanted to see your face, and I'm sorry, and I'm I don't feel good, but let's chat a little bit." Blah 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 blah. So we had like a ten minute chat, and then that was it. You know, yeah. it's just those connections. It's just having those people that you can talk to. Yeah, I mean that's what's so lovely because people who go through each cohort, each each program of complete control, you know, there are some really lifelong friendships that are created there, and you know the connections we get. Make sure that people pair up and become accountability partners. But you know, this is this stays beyond. This goes beyond just just the program, and we see that every time that you know we people connect from all over the world. That we've seen people. It's a little bit easier. <clears throat> in Europe and, and, you know, getting to London if you're in the UK. So we've had several meetups in UK, but also in Spain and um, in several areas. We, we get people, more and more people meeting up. And we're hoping there's going to be a bigger meetup um, planned eventually once we get organized. But it's just beautiful to see these, these, these friendships build, but also how people who have done CC and they're a different cohort, they're in a different group and they come into LC and there's all these new people. It's a little bit like being... On the first day of school, right? Oh my goodness! You know, when you're little and worry or worried, who's going to pick me for, for sports or whatever? But all you know, we all regress in that way when we join a new group. But it's so beautiful to see that the welcoming and the love and nurture because everyone knows everyone's had the same journey. Mm-hmm. And you know, in CC, you have all these high achieving individuals who are successful, and the more successful you are in general, specific, you know, the people who are coming through this program are you know, entrepreneurs, CEOs, you know, high achieving individuals. And the more successful you are, the lowlier it gets. Like, who do you get to talk to about your problems or situation? And alcohol is such a subject that is also brought with so much fear. Like, you know, who are you going to talk to? Your team? No, not really. So it's really this watching this, this, this platform where watching all these people come together where they feel like, oh, it's like a relief almost. Like I can talk about, like you mentioned, right, you refer, referenced before about sitting in this group, listening to people go, oh my gosh, that's me. Even though their story is completely different, their you know, situation is different, but their life and what they're feeling, what they're going through with this topic 
everyone's like nodding and going yes. through and, and it's so beautiful to see. So for those who are listening now and they're like, oh gosh, well, I've, you know, I do dry January or sober October and, you know, that's kind of my thing, but maybe they have something in their mind that they're kind of going, maybe I want to try out what MT is saying about feeling everything from the tips of my toes to tips of my fingers, experiencing all the senses and breathing and feeling. And if they're curious, but they're like, oh gosh, but I, I couldn't really, you know, any advice, what would you say to them? Yeah, you can. I know it sounds, you know, it sounds trite and, you know, that's what a lot of people would say, but I am not the kind of person I was before I started this. And I would have told you, you know, earlier this year before I started that there was no way that I could have done this. Um, but you can, and it, and it's funny, and I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm like, but don't half-ass it. You know, if you're going to come into this and you're going to make the commitment, and there's a lot of commitment. There's time, there's financial, there's, you know, emotional, big time emotional com commitment. Go into it with the right frame of mind and it will work. We've seen it with all of the people that that go through our, you know, that were in my CC and then my LC. It's different for everybody, but there's change in it and there's good, this is good change. And, you know, you can't, you can't do it for anybody else. You know, you can't, nobody's going to, nobody's going to check you in to, to doing this. So you got to, you have to do it yourself. If you want to, if you want to feel better, then you just do it. And, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You don't get cured and have this and have this, you know, it's, oh, I'm fixed. I'm never going to want to drink again for the rest of my life. It's, you know, there's days that you're still going to, you're still going to go, okay, but let's think about what I learned and why I want to, why I want to do this. But you can, I, I, I am the ultimate example of somebody who would have said that they couldn't live without be without having fun and not having a glass in their hand and you can't and the world does not end because you don't have wine you know that's it i love that honestly it it's 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 i've been a pleasure watching you grow and you keep growing and your family has grown you've got two little beautiful doggies that you've taken on i think that was that was my graduation present from cc yeah. it was two yeah. puppies yeah they're ginormous dogs now they're yeah. 50 pounds a piece i think like i've watched them grown up it's, it's wonderful so it, it's just honestly it's just every time i speak to you you know your eyes are and your face is brighter and brighter and brighter and and, you know, your smile has always been there, but now, you know, you don't even have to smile to see the joy on your face and it's an absolute pleasure. So thank you for agreeing to coming on to share your journey about complete control. And for those who feel like complete control, it sounds like a good idea and you can check it out, you know, but even if you feel like you want to have a little bit of a check-in with yourself and alcohol and maybe transform your relationship with alcohol, then why not? Because we keep saying it, but don't take it from us. Take it from people who have done it. Listen to the people on this podcast. This is why we bring you amazing human beings on here too. So you can be that beacon of light for others and to tell them that, hey, if life feels good, 
it can be even better than, yep. you know, that's what. And I, and I say, thank you. I'm, you know, I said it when we graduated from CC, thank you to you and Rory and Emma and all of the coaches. I mean, I am not poisoning myself anymore. I got my life back and I would not have ever thought that I was going to say that earlier in the year. So thank you to to all of you and this program because it is it it's amazing what it has done for me. Thank you so much for coming onto this podcast. And I really appreciate you so, so, so much. And I love having a conversation with you. So thank you all for listening today and um, see you back on the next episode. Until then, take care. <laughs>